0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we are on part number six, halfway through a series called Raising Up Large Capacity Leaders. It comes from uh, Dudley Daniels, wrote a great book called uh, Biblical Leadership. And it's a free download. And if you haven't yet got the book, I encourage you once again to head across to ncmr.net. look under their resources tab, or there is a link that'll take you directly there from the notes, which you can download as well. Over the last couple of weeks, we've looked at some of the factors, 12 factors that help you grow your capacity as a leader so that you can help develop other capacity leaders. We looked at number one, we need a larger theology in order to large our capacity. In other words, our concept, our revelation of God needs to grow before we grow. Number two, we need to enlarge our capacity for people that are different to us. Number three, we need to enlarge our capacity for people who do things better than we do. Number four, large capacity leaders are people who can cope with change. Number five, large capacity leaders are focused. And number six, last week we looked at large capacity leaders have overcome their fear of failure. I want to look at factor number seven today, which is simply this. Large capacity leaders prioritize mentoring one-on-one, or in small groups. And uh, the challenge that Dudley Daniel asked through this section of the chapter is simply this. Are you available to mentor others? He a Uh, A scripture from Mark chapter 3, verses 13 to 15. Speaking about Jesus, it says, Jesus went up on a mountainside and he called to him those he wanted and they came to him. He appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. Here's uh, Dudley's comment. This is very interesting to me. This is the leader of all leaders showing us how he did it. And one of the first things he did is that he wanted those he chose to be with him. This is so unlike the way most leaders work today. They do not have any time to be with those they lead. They have plenty of time to preach, but no time to simply be with people. And that's so true, isn't it? And, and I remember looking back over the years of, of leading a church, I remember years back grumbling, complaining, Lord, I don't have leaders there. You're not sending many leaders, kind of having this, this wishful thinking attitude that God is just going to add ready-made leaders to the church who just arrive and, and straight away be effective. And uh, we were visited one weekend by a wise old veteran leader, Manny Pereira, and he sat me down. And he said, no, Brent, you have got to learn to disciple leaders, but you've got to make time available. You've got to spend time with them, invite them, set a time aside each week, just be with them and minister to them and encourage them and train them. And I can remember complaining, but there's no one, there's no one. Well, there were. And I look back now, that was a turning point. In my leadership journey. From that moment I took his advice and now all these years later are walking in the fruit of having good leaders in the church because of this truth. It's one thing to be available to preach and to minister publicly, but Are you available to mentor one-on-one and in small groups? Dudley said this as well. "I I often look at some of the great men who are preaching in big tent meetings and revivals around the world. I look at the way they're living and leading and I think when they die, the work that they're involved in is likely to disappear. To me, that is failure. If only they would take a week out from pitching the tent somewhere and instead of doing that, spend time with some people that long to be with them. They could take time to listen to their hopes, their fears and their dreams and then work with them to encourage, mold, shape and help them to live out those dreams. If they did that, more of what is in them would live on once they are gone. What a challenging thought. Someone once said it like this, there is no success without a successor. You see, if you're just thinking about yourself and your personal success, what might look like success for you, if it dies when you're no longer available, well, is that really success? Big capacity leaders don't think success, they think significance. Significance is when you invest yourself in the success of others. When you learn to live to help others succeed, that's big capacity because now you're beginning to multiply yourself and your fruitfulness through other capacity people around you. Dudley said this as well, we will never bring through large capacity people if we are not prepared to give people time. I'm not talking about idle time. Some people have an hour to kill and they want to kill it with us and too much of that will eventually kill us. I'm talking about spending time with those whose potential we can see. We answer their questions, encourage them, correct them, love them and assure them of our commitment and our confidence in them. That's a big difference. Another excuse that holds many people back is feeling that, well, our Would mentor people, but I don't feel qualified. I don't feel like I have the material or the resources to be able to teach and mentor them well. The fact of the matter is, I'm convinced 90% of the success is not the quality of your teaching material, it's just the consistency of making yourself available to invest in people. It's putting something into your diary, intentionally inviting people to be part of it, and just week after week investing relationally in them. You'll find that's where the success comes from. In fact, as as a silly example, I recently spent about 18 months sitting with a group of men and uh, I didn't choose them because they were leaders already. I just randomly basically chose a group of men and we spent 18 months together. And for 18 months, we went through a little booklet called Your New Life in Christ. Literally, it was the most basic of basics. The amazing thing at the end of 18 months, Many of them are now walking in leadership array, And so it wasn't the material. It was the being available to pour into people, invest in them, and to love them. The big idea is I've come to be completely convinced of this simple truth. It's friendship that leads Fruitfulness. And that's what Jesus did as he gathered those 12, and for three years he walked dusty roads with them. They camped in the hills, they spent nights around in different people's homes, they sat around the table together every evening discussing and talking. Imagine the friendships that were cultivated over that time. They had disagreements, he had to step in and and challenge them and and rebuke them at times and have fun with them at other times. But it was that friendship journey that led to the disciples becoming apostles who eventually went on to change the world. Friendship led leads to fruitfulness. It's one thing to minister publicly, but are you available to mentor one-on-one and in small groups? Number seven, this is the big idea. Big capacity leaders multiply themselves by intentionally investing themselves in potential leaders. And so here's a couple of questions just to leave you as a challenge. Number one, who invested in you as a leader and how did they do it? Take a moment to think back and you might realize if it wasn't for someone's intentional investment in you, you might not be leading right now. Think about how they did it and how you can pass that forward to the next generation. Number two, are you making yourself available to mentor others in your ministry or organization? Is it a priority or not? Look at your diary, look at where you're spending your time and answer the question honestly. Are you prioritizing mentoring other people for their future leadership growth? And then question number three, what could you do to become more effective at mentoring future leaders? Do you need to get something into your diary? Do you need to identify some people to invest in? What do you need to do to become fruitful and effective? This is what grows our capacity. So I hope you put it into place. Hope it's helpful. I've really been enjoying this series. I think Dudley is amazing the way he's identified these areas that we need to grow if we want to enlarge our capacity to bring through other capacity leaders. Hope it's helping you. Can't wait to see you again next week. Until then, God bless and bye for now